Masculinity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that beef jerky. It's tasty. I'm just saying. Masculinity is the topic today that I want to dig into on the show. Why are women consistently drawn to the bad boys? We know that they are. What is the reason why? I found this guy, Dre Drexler. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His content is fascinating because he talks about it in a way that I think is really palatable to women as well as men. Uh, Because, you know, my interest is in kind of fixing this whole dating mess and preventing the system from winning by, you know, they want to keep the men and women apart. We've talked about that. So I want to bring them back together in a healthy, beautiful way that preserves everybody's happiness, makes people feel wanted and needed, and society flourishes. You know I'm out to fix society at large. So we're going to talk today about masculinity, why the women, like I said, are drawn to the bad boys. We're going to talk about hookup culture. I often discuss how hookup culture is bad for women, and I've discussed that at length, but it's also bad for men. And there's a lot of excuses that get made by guys sometimes, but the truth of the matter is it's not good for them. It, it gets them away from their true mission and what that mission should be. And it's negative in many respects. And I think it's really interesting to listen to this guy Dre's commentary because he speaks about it from a male perspective and from a male lens. I also want to talk about the top things that a masculine man would never do which is fascinating and all correct. I was in agreement on all four. How men and women feel very differently about their partner or their ideal partner, I should say, status, meaning their socioeconomic status. Men and women look at this stuff very, very differently. And there's a bunch of women in modern society that just for some reason refuse to swallow that reality. It's very challenging for them to just accept. And we're going to play some clips from Fresh and Fit that express that. So today's content is mostly about Dre Drexler, about fresh and fit and we've got some um cool exchanges here there's a great one between joe rogan and godsad that is fantastic that i know will cause a lot of debate in the chat i want to remind you get into that chat i'm going to be checking with tyler top g's here so everything will be running smoothly when tyler's here you know there's no bumps in the road so he's gonna be taking care of everything and getting to your questions so get those super chats running and we're going to start with the appeal of bad boys, because I know there's a lot of good guys that write in too. First of all, the bad boys think sometimes that they're liked and appreciated for the wrong reasons. And a lot of good guys out there say, well, I'm not going to keep being a good guy if the bad boys are getting all the attention. So let's dig into the why, because I think you good guys out there, you ones that want to be loyal and faithful and all those things, but don't want to be a doormat, need to listen to why these bad boys are appealing to women. So let's start with 244, and we're going to play this through. I'm going to stop and go because I'm going to be a bit of a pain. Shocking. Okay, let's go. The reason why most women are going after these toxic masculine guys, these bad boys, is simply because, I mean, look, if you look all around you, bro, most men these days, they fall into either one of two categories. You got your bad boys, right? Or you got just straight cookie doughs. And then you got culture telling women, oh, you need a guy who's soft that's that's what you want a guy who's soft and emotional all the time and then you got 
feminists right along with them saying, oh, you need to be the aggressive one in the relationship. You need to be the queen bee. You need to rule over your man, be superior. You need to be the one who wears the pants in the relationship. And so what do women do? They listen to this, they tune into this, and then therefore they end up choosing guys like this. And then what happens? They eventually, they're either just in a horrible marriage that they hate and wish they could get out of, or they cheat on them with the bad boy. Cause they don't want no soft, limp, metaphorically and literally hey look so i'm just being real the reason why most women go after these bad boys is because at least the bad boy even though he may be very toxic hey at least he's exercising some form of his masculinity at least he's got some sort of sex appeal at least he's going to the gym and training at least he's embracing his aggression and assertiveness okay. you might not have the right so this is a good place to stop we're going to continue because he gets into then the top one percent of man the most desired guys out there are able to combine the best of both worlds and we're going to dig into that because i want to empower you guys out there who are the guys that are the good guys i want to empower you to be the very very best that you can be and people guys that are acting like bad boys because you think that's what women want i also want to give you a reality check so here's the bottom line women don't want a soft mushy guy they don't. They don't want to sit down to watch a rom-com and look over at you and you're sobbing. Okay? They don't. Now, society does tell women, oh, you want the mushy guy, you want the soft guy, you want the emotional guy, you want someone who's going to talk about their feelings. And then you know what happens? Women ultimately say, okay, I'm going to go get that guy. They go get that guy and they're immediately turned off. Because there's nothing worse than a guy who's not in charge of his emotions, who's not in charge of what's going on around him. You don't want a guy next to you that looks like he's going through some type of emotional collapse where you then have to carry yourself and worry about yourself and you also got to take care of the guy next to you. No, that is unnatural to women. It, it, it's very off-putting. And we don't want to do it. Now, I'm not talking about circumstances where something happens. You're with a partner. A family member dies. I'm not talking about extreme circumstances. I'm talking about the energy that exists in terms of a male-female dynamic. Women, and I've told you this, want men to be sturdy. So this soft, mushy guy, that is a media-driven narrative about what women want. It's not an actual representation of what women want. Women want a sturdy guy, end of story. Uh, and also... Let's get controversial. Why not? Women also don't want to wear the pants in the relationship. They don't. They don't want to lead that relationship dynamic. Even if they are working and they're a CEO of a company and they've climbed that ladder and when they go to work, they have to lead, they're not going to be fulfilled in a role in their marriage where the guy sits back and the woman is leading and running the show. They don't. They're not happy being that head of household and just have a guy there that goes along. Sure, honey, whatever you want. Sure. And everyone says all the time, like, happy wife, happy life. But what's interesting is all those situations where you have a guy who's just caving to his wife all the time. and He's kind of a doormat. The wife may get everything she wants, right? She gets no pushback. She's making all the rules. She's making all the purchases. She's making all the decisions. And somehow she's miserable. Why? Because women don't want a weak man. They want a guy who's going to have a vision. They want a guy who's going to have a plan. They want a guy who feels, again, stable and sturdy. And they want a guy who's going to push back when they're saying something that's not right. They want a guy who's going to be like, did you really just say that? And, and have some oomph to him. So what society tells you that women want 
is completely wrong. Women, when they follow, you know, society in 2022's rule book, they wind up in these situations where they're absolutely miserable. And this guy is right. This guy, Dre Drexler, is right. They wind up cheating with the bad boy. Now, are they looking for a bad boy per se? No, they're not. And we're going to get to that in a second. But what they are looking for is masculinity. They're looking for those traditional masculine values and manifestations. They're looking for a guy who's strong, who's not going to take their shit, right? They're going to, who's not going to just swallow all the nonsense that they spit out, who's going to have his own sense of self, who's going to have his own path, his own vision, who's going to get in the gym, who's going to have his life together, And y'all know the bad boys, right? You've encountered them. Ladies in the chat, you've encountered them at some point in your life. Those bad boys are just doing them, right? The, The thing that's admirable about the bad boy is that they don't care what you think. They're not waiting by the phone like this, waiting for you to text back. They have options. They take care of themselves. They prioritize self-care. They have a vision. They have a plan. They often have, you know, their finances in order. They, they have game when it comes to all aspects of their life. And they're not going to be a doormat for you. That's what's appealing. So that's why the women go over to the bad boy. And then guess what happens? They're unsatisfied there too. Why? Because they really want the combination. They want the fidelity, but they want a masculine man who's going to give them that fidelity. So let's look at that. Let's keep playing. Let's go to 418. We're going to talk about the top 1%. If I were to write a prescription of what guys should reach for, because we all know guys need to reach. They need to work on themselves and they need to put that best product out there. That's just a reality. This is the top 1%. He does a great job of describing it. Let's take a listen having a real man but then check this out then you got over here way over here you got this small little infinitesimal division of men these are like the one percenters and the thing that separates them from everybody else is not only do they have the characteristics of a masculine man but they also have the values they got ambition but they don't spend that ambition on useless things They embrace their masculine sexual energy, but they save it for their wife. They're aggressive, but only in a way that's for protecting and serving and building up his empire. In other words, his family. And it's wild, bro. The world's taught us that these traits such as aggression, such as stoicism, mental toughness, oh, that's just all toxic masculinity. And though they can be used in a toxic formation, I believe most of us men should be embracing these things more often, but use them in a way that honors tradition. Use them in a way that builds up your family. Okay, so this guy knows what he's talking about um, in terms of what women want and what men should be striving to be. It's on the money. Honestly, it's rare that I hear commentary where I'm like, this is on the money. This one is on the money. And here's what I would say. That top 1%, I think he's a little off in in the sense that I think there are more guys that fit into that category than he realizes. And I think there are many guys who could fit into that category, who could easily get themselves into a position where they are desired by good women and that they are very happy with themselves. Because you all know, guys, I don't believe are, are happy and comfortable with themselves if they they're not in their masculine space, right? If they're not exercising those masculine tendencies, and we're going to talk about what that looks like, they're not happy. But there are many of you out there, some some people say, well, how am I going to get into the 1%? 
it's not hard, especially if you are a values-driven person and you are a vision-driven person, which is a fantastic combination for a guy. So here's what the ladies really want, if you care. So what does it look like to be a top 1% guy? You got to have game. You got to have game. You have to know how to flirt. You have to know how to approach a girl. You can't be afraid of women. You can't, you know, be afraid to go over to her in a bar. You have to know how to flirt. You have to know how to have the game. End of story. You have to be physically strong. Women want a guy who can do the push-ups with you sitting on, on their back, right? If, if you're as a female, you want to feel dainty. You want to feel like your big bear hug man. I like to know that if my husband's doing push-ups and I hop on top of his back, he's just going to keep going. And that's how it goes down in my house. He passed the test. So women like that. Physical strength is very appealing because we want to know that we can lean on you. You are the rock. You need to be the rock. So if something bad happens or if we get scared or if we get intimidated by something physically that's going on in the world outside or if times get tough, who knows what the way the crime is and what's going on around the country right now, around the world, I should say, in many, in many parts. We want to know we can lean on you. If you are physically weak, you don't feel sturdy to us. That makes us nervous. That makes us uncomfortable. It makes us feel like we got to go elsewhere to get our protection. That's a horrible dynamic in a relationship. So you got to have the game. You got to be able to do the push-ups with her laying on your back. That's two. Ambition is very attractive. A driven man. Because that means that that guy is setting up a roadmap for the family's success. When you're with your guy, you're a team, right? So the fact that he has vision and he can get you from point A to point Z, forget about B, C, D, and E. You want a guy that's looking all the way down the road and who wants that beautiful home and who wants to provide for a child and who wants to give you a life where you can have a little bit of peace. Yeah, I said it, a little bit of peace. So that's very, very attractive ambition in a man. Um, Sexuality. Sexual desire, super important. I was taking these notes as he was as he was talking to make sure I didn't miss any. You want a guy who's sexual and who has that great sexual energy, but you want him to only have it with you. So again, it's the guy who's desired by other women because he's got the game, because he's ambitious, because he can do the push-ups, because he is masculine, he is driven. But when it comes to his sex drive, which is super active, you love that. You love a guy who's like the Energizer Bunny. It's true, you just do. But you want him to only be the Energizer Bunny with you. You don't want a guy you have to worry about. So you see what I'm saying? This is a guy who has all the masculine attributes, but he's a fan family first guy. He's a guy who has all of the appeal to other women because of these masculine attributes, but he's loyal and faithful to his girl. Nothing sexier, nothing more attractive. Also, the stoicism, I think, is extremely important. And when we say stoicism, I'm not saying you want a guy who's lifeless or a guy who has no emotion whatsoever or a guy you can't talk to and communicate with or a robot. That's not my suggestion. What stoicism means to me is, again, you want a guy who's mentally tough. Because when stuff hits the fan, right, when whether it's economic struggle, whether something's going on in the world, whether it was lockdowns, whether it's, you know, COVID, you know, we've seen a lot go on in the last two years. You want a guy who's mentally and physically tough. So when something happens, you want to be able to turn to your guy in a panic. This is the honest truth. As a female, you know, we get a little emotional sometimes. That is a reality. To deny it is silly. You want to be able to turn to your guy and be like, what do you think? Like, I don't know. Is this going to go And you want your guy to be like, it's cool. I got it. Don't worry about it. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. I've got a plan if this happens. I'm not worried about it. I've got you. Don't worry. You want him to have the I've got you 
And by extension, you, the child, however many children, the family, you want him to feel incredibly strong and in control. And part of being in control of what's going on is being in control of his emotions. Again, you have tragedy strike and you have a mental breakdown and you turn and look at your guy and he's having a bigger one. You're going to be like, where do I run? You are going to have an instinct as a female, and I will tell you this right now, to call someone who does feel sturdy. Is that another guy? Mm, That's where problems arise in a relationship when women feel like they can't lean on their man because their man feels fragile. Fragility in a man is not attractive to a female. Remember, sturdy, sturdy, stoic, in control, ambitious, driven, they've got you. That's the vibe you want. Okay. We're going to turn to hookup culture. Um, I think it's this is a really important topic to talk about when it comes to men because oftentimes you will hear a lot of people say that hookup culture is bad for women. You've heard me do it. I've you know done those panel shows where we look at a bunch of women who are talking about their high body counts and we say this is not good for women. It leaves women unhappy. It delays the period where they're you know thinking about a family. It often causes a lot of emotional unrest in women. It detaches sex from emotion. We've had all of those conversations. All of them are valid. All of them are true. All of them intended by me to wake modern young women up and say, don't make these mistakes that society wants you to make. This is a path toward unhappiness. There is a better way. And a lot of that better way comes from having self-respect in who you are and what you value. However, what's often not talked about is hookup culture as it relates to men. And there are a lot of excuses made. People will say, well, guys got to get it out of their system. Guys are biologically wired for hookup culture. It's different for men. You hear all of those things, but what you don't hear someone talk about is the negative impacts that immersion and hookup culture have on a guy in terms of him being that guy who has a vision, in terms of his ambition, in terms of how he feels emotionally and physically when he gets caught up in it. So let's listen to this section from Dre. This is uh, 1057, and then we'll talk about it to sit on that throne in your home. The goal isn't just to build yourself up so you can F chicks, bro. You're a fool if you think that's what it's all about. Hookup culture is just destroying men. Culture tells men these days, oh, just go out and enjoy yourself. Have fun while you're young. Gain experience with women. Don't even hold back. We're taught to enjoy the rewards of manhood, but only embrace the responsibilities of a young little child. All hookup culture is, you guys, it's just, I don't even know if I could say this on camera, uh, master debation. I'll say that. All you're doing essentially is just playing with yourself, pleasuring yourself while having another person, another woman come in and help you do it. And I know as cheesy as it sounds, bro, <laughs> but hey, look, this is someone else's daughter, bro. I mean, how effed up is that? What if another man came in and started doing that to your daughter? What if 10 different men, 20 different men started coming in and doing that to your daughter? Just using them as a master debation tool, a slab of meat that they can just get off to. Would you be cool if they were doing that with your daughter? I mean, if you got a soul, I don't think you would like that, right? I know I wouldn't. So don't waste your time just embracing hookup culture. Our world is in the state that it's in because of this. Be very careful with the type of girls that you date. They could literally destroy your life. I know men in my own life who've gotten themselves so deep into these relationships with the wrong women that their life is literally hell on earth. And then you got... Okay, so these are really important points that guys need to think about. And I know, again, it sometimes is tendency to excuse behavior, you know, that guys will manifest, such as sleeping with a bunch of girls. Oh, we got to get it out of our system. But think about it. Get what out of your system, A? And what is the benefit that comes from that, from a guy who's in his mid-20s, late-20s, who's engaging in hookup culture? Just think about it for a second. 
hookup culture, I think, when it comes to men, it, it, it causes you to lose perspective, number one. It can cause you to kind of lose your sense of morality where you're in a numbers game. And in order to be the popular guy, in order to be the guy that the other guys say, oh, look what he did, all of a sudden you become that guy who's trying to like get more girls, like check off that list. Like, did I hook up with enough girls this week? Did I hook up with it? Did I have a, a good summer tally of girls? And you start to forget that a, these are people, right? Sue, they're not objects. And three, like, who are you becoming in this process? And if you did have a family, great point he brings up, and you have a child one day and that child is a girl, are you going to like pray that that girl doesn't encounter a guy who's behaving like you? You don't want to be a person that ultimately is the type of guy that you would want your future daughter to stay away from. That's bad. So sit and take that moment as a 20-something guy. It's a grown adult man and think about it. I think that also people don't people forget oftentimes that when you're engaging in hookup culture, where does that go down? You're in the bar more, you're in the club more, you're drinking more alcohol, you're dipping into the drugs here and there, you're being less healthy when it comes to your physical body and your mental health. So things get sacrificed. You know, you di- you're not in the gym as much, you're not working as hard, you're distracted, you're consuming all these substances. That's not a good direction for you. And if you are striving to be that top 1% guy, that has that ambition, that has that motivation, that's going to build an empire, that's going to build a business, that's going to make something really good happen that makes you feel good about yourself and in turn makes you someone who's desired by women. You don't want to get lost in hookup culture where you're drowning in substances and just a bunch of girls that are meaningless and forgetting your perspective and turning into someone that you're not going to be proud of one day. So it's all a big, profound like waste of time. It's almost like you get sucked into this dark hole of hookup culture and then you've got to claw your way out. So again, what I would say to guys is like, instead of hookup culture, doesn't it sound more appealing to like focus on self-improvement for you to figure out what would actually make you into a happier, more stable, more financially independent guy? You know, someone that a woman could sink into and lean on. That's a really good feeling as a man to have a woman next to you who feels really confident in you so much so that she's like, you know what, babe, I trust you. Whatever decision you make, that's fine. There's nothing that's going to build up a guy's ego, like feeling like, you know what, I have done enough in my life and I have proven myself and she trusts me. Like she's, if something goes down, she's leaning on me. That's an awesome feeling as a man. But in order to get there, you have to like track your life properly. You can't sink into the the grave of hookup culture where you lose that perspective and all of that important insight. So focusing on self-improvement, getting in shape, getting financially stable. Um, and again, like I wrote down here, numbers game something that's it, it like it becomes that it becomes in hookup culture you know I've seen guys I remember seeing guys that when I was in my early 20s that were in that hookup culture mentality and they would go through anxiety they would get depressed if they weren't in the game you know in the game meant that you went out this weekend and you were the guy who didn't get the phone number or who didn't hook up with a girl suddenly like there's something wrong with you you're getting obsessed about it you're depressed you're feeling down on yourself because you're playing this game and it's it's the whole game is bad for you right you can't even it's like you're stuck in it it's like quicksand Hookup culture is like quicksand. You get into the game and you're doing all the wrong stuff and you're sinking further and further, alcohol, drugs, 
depression, girls in and out of the bed, losing your self-motivation, losing your ambition, your direction. And then you got to figure out a way to claw yourself out. And a lot of guys don't claw themselves out until they're 30 something. And then you've got all of those years wasted on alcohol and girls that meant nothing when you could have been investing that time into the self-improvement that would put you in a position to get a girl that you felt really good about. And and you'd have your, your pick of the litter, honestly, because a lot of the girls are looking for that guy. And if you really think about it, let's take looks aside and things like height, things like that. Height you can't control, right? Looks is, you look like what you look like. You can groom yourself, of course. You can. There's things you can do to improve. But think about how much is actually within your control to, to change for the better. Like you have choices, you know, that the path diverges in the wood, you know, that poem, I think it's like Robert Frost or something. You got to go one way or the other way. If one way is hookup culture and that's into the quicksand of depression, anxiety, all that stuff. And another way is self-improvement. If you could just step back and instead of letting your emotions or your sexual desires make that choice for you, let your head make that choice for you. Take that discipline that you value, value so much and put it to work in that moment and say, no, you know what? This may sound good for a night, but I don't want to get stuck in the quicksand, so I'm going to do this instead. And ultimately, that's going to put me in a position to get a woman that I really value and who really respects me, and I'm going to be in a better place. So it's not easy in 2022 to avoid hookup culture because it's everywhere. And not only that, media glorifies it for men and women. Because again, the longer they keep you in that quicksand, first of all, the longer they keep you in the quicksand, the harder it is going to be for you to climb out. Secondly, the longer they keep you and the women in the quicksand, then women are delaying, you know, their super fertile years are getting delayed, delayed, delayed. You're, you know, getting delayed in terms of, you know, when you marry and all of that. So that union is less and less likely to come together and be that stable unit. So there's motivation. There's an agenda here by the system, the matrix, whatever you want to call it. It's up to you to look at that and say, I'm not playing that game. I'm not playing that game. I'm either going to, you know, find somebody that I really want to be with. It's going to be a relationship that matters to me. And we're going to like, you know, work on this mission together, or I'm going to stay single and I'm going to focus on what I need to do to put myself in the best position to have that house, to have that car, to be that rock to lean on. So it's very good advice. Okay. I want to talk about four things masculine men don't do. I think this is a good summary. Let's take a listen. It's a short men don't do. Number one, they don't follow promiscuous Instagram models. This is one of the most common triggers that fuels a man's addiction. Number two, they don't get out of shape. I don't care what culture says, most women are not attracted to dad bods. Number three, they don't whine about their problems. Instead, they solve them. And number four, they don't split the bill. Now, if you're taking a lovely girl out on a first date and you can't even afford to buy her a $25, $30 dinner, you probably shouldn't be dating, bro. Period. Four yeah. Th- so these are, again, I mean, I don't know this guy. Maybe we should have him on. I'd be curious. I haven't watched all of his content, but I've watched a bunch of it because I I was like, who is this guy saying this stuff that makes sense? Again, masculine men. If you want to look at masculinity and, and see it as something that is strong and positive, which I do, these are things that a masculine guy aren't going to do, right? Split the bill. Listen, you just can't, right? The second a guy, a woman goes on a date with you and the second the guy says, let's split the bill, it's done. I'm telling you, it's done. It's over. That date is done. You're done. You're on the B team in her mind. It's over. It's really over because above all else, women do want that gentlemanly man. Now, I'm not saying every woman deserves that gentlemanly man. That's not what I'm saying. However, at the end of the day, and I've said this on here, even if you go out with a girl and she's behaving badly and you're like, okay, 
I'm not doing this again. She's disrespectful. It does happen. We've shown the videos here where it happens. You still pay that bill. Because at the end of the day, you got to lay your head to the pillow at night and you have to know that you are that guy, that you are that stand-up guy, that you are above the fray, that you are that gentleman, that your mama raised you right, all of that stuff. So splitting the bill, not attractive. I'm going to come to Tyler after this for the super chat. So if you got a, a comment, get on in those super chats. Secondly, don't whine. Whining in a man, <laughs> I don't know how to say. It's so deeply unattractive. When you see a man complain in that hyper feminine way you know women complain we do i complain all the time it's just a reality i'm feminine and i'm italian so it's done i'm a complainer but i don't know if i've heard my husband complain about anything since we met but when you hear that whiny like well i don't know what to do and it's coming from a dude done you're over you're done again because she wants you to be the problem solver something's happened and she doesn't want to hear you complaining about it what she wants is for you to figure out how you're going to get from point a to z let her complain and let you be the one to tell her babe don't worry about it i got it that is the dynamic that women are hungry for, and that is the guy that ultimately is going to get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. That pot of gold is going to be that woman, that family, that um, sense of self uh, of respect, and all of those values that he craves. Okay, let's see the dad bod. Oh man, the dad bod. I'll tell you, my uh, son goes to soccer, and uh, we go every Saturday to soccer. And we see families there, loving families. But I will occasionally see a dad with a dad bod. You know what it looks like. I'm not talking about a guy who's got a little meat on the bones. I've said here, I don't like a skinny man. I like a stocky man. I like a little meat on the bones. You know, I don't, I don't want to worry that if you pick me up, you're going to crack in half. That's not appealing to me. So I like stocky. But stocky is not dad bod. Where dad bod is going these days is a beer gut. Sometimes I'll see a dad at the soccer field running after his child. And all you see is belly up and down the belly up and down and I'm going to tell you straight up I don't care if it's after one year of marriage I don't care if it's after 20 years of marriage I don't care it's not attractive the dad bod is not something you should strive for why well first of all it's not healthy so if you've got the dad bod now you're telling me that you don't care about your health and why am I going to be with a man that doesn't care about his health do you not care if you're going to be here to take care of me and my child and my family in you know X amount of years? No, of course, you, ha- you have to care. Otherwise, I chose the wrong guy. So by having the dad bod, you're telling me you don't care about that stuff. That's a problem. That's a problem because now your role as the protector is being sabotaged by the fact that you got to eat extra donuts. Can't have that. Um, so you don't care about your physical health with the dad bod. And it's just not sexually appealing. So if you've got the dad bod and now you're mad because your wife doesn't want to have sex with you, well, own up. There may be a reason she doesn't want to have sex with you. Now, does this, you're going to say, I see the guys in the chat already. I can't even see you, but I know what you're saying. Well, what, does it go both ways? Yes, it does. It does for me. It goes both ways because, and I understand women have babies. Women go through things in life that are a little bit different. You carry a baby, obviously you're going to gain that weight. It's the most beautiful time. It's, I think it's an unbelievably sexy time for a woman to carry a child because you're giving life to someone. So of course you're going to get gain weight and all that. But I'm talking about women, you know, you've seen it, who completely lose themselves after they get married, they gain a ton of weight due to bad habits, bad eating habits, no exercise, all that stuff. That's a problem too. We're talking about it in relation to masculinity today though. So I'm talking about the dad bod in relation to men. Again, it shows that you don't care about your role as protector. Who are you going to, how are you going to protect your wife if you got to chase somebody and you got a big beer belly going up and down? You're not going to be able to catch, who are you catching, honey? Nobody. So, of course, her eye is going to go to the guy in the gym who's got his you-know-what together. Nice, composed, strong. That's appealing. So, um, yeah. 
And they're not going to want to have sex with, with a guy with a dad, but with a big beer belly. I mean, it's just reality, right? And then guys will say, well, my wife doesn't want to have sex anymore. And it's like, how many donuts did you eat? Let's be honest about it. I see some of these guys, and I know the points they make, but let's be honest about it. So he's right about the dad bod. Now, why does media want the dad bod? You notice that media props up obesity in women. All the front covers of the magazines, it's like, fat is, you know, healthy. You got, we've shown the magazine covers, the Cosmos, all that, where you have the women and they are morbidly obese. So they're telling women it's healthy and it's beautiful to be obese. We all know that that's not going to be appealing to men. In large part, it's not. Because again, they're going to look at those women and say they don't care about their health. That like that's it's, you, it's just not. A lot of men are just going to say, well, that's not healthy. And they want to be with somebody who cares about their health and all that and wellness. You, you want to marry somebody for longevity. If you don't care about that stuff, it's a problem. It is a problem. So, and in the same breath, so they got the obese women on the covers of magazine that are now models for this is the new healthy. And it's not. Listen, you can do whatever you want with your body. You're free to eat whatever you want, whatever. But healthy is healthy. That's still a word that's grounded in fact. Obesity is not healthy. And on the same, you know, in the same sense, in the same argument, they've got the dad bods that they're elevating. Saying you've got unhealthy men, unhealthy women, less attracted to each other. Oh, how convenient. How convenient for the system. You're less likely to want the woman. The woman's less likely to want you. There's less sex happening. There's less of a stable union. Everything crumbles. Oh, yay. More puppets of the state. I mean, if you really start to connect these dots, it's pretty easy that you can just see what's going on here. Don't be afraid to see what you see. Um, and finally, uh, not following the IG models, I think, is a good point. It's very unattractive to date a guy and have that guy, like you look at his Instagram or whatever, and he's liking a whole bunch of like half naked girls on Instagram. It's just, it's not an attractive look because that is a sign of oftentimes a guy who also doesn't have that sexual discipline. First of all, it's disrespectful. Like, what are you doing? If you got a girl, you don't need to be gawking at all these half naked girls on Instagram. It's silly. Secondly, you know, those half naked girls on Instagram are only doing that to get your attention. So why are you giving it to them? Second, and thirdly, it's a lack, oftentimes those guys will use that as a step one. And then the next thing is, you know, watching pornography or, you know, it, it kind of feeds that energy of lack of sexual discipline. So it's not appealing, just to tell you straight, it's not. So these are four things that genuinely masculine men, genuinely masculine, who have it together and who have a vision and a goal and also have those values that are going to be held dear by those women in your life who you're going to want to lean on you and trust you and hopefully build a beautiful family with one day are going to value these are the four things they don't want any part of 100% on the money correct okay the chat let's check in you know this whole dad bod thing I let's see if they pull it up this I just pulled something up that is peak physical fitness but Omega gave $5 said option three get the passport and avoid uh, being with the title entitled uh, sugar daddies uh, KS gave two dollars. Said, "What if you're sing? What if you're a single man that is 32? That's that's peak physical fitness right there. What is going on there? <laughs> I mean, I just I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't. We just have to be honest. Like, that's not that. Like, I don't look at that and feel like, ooh, you know. Like, it. I mean, let's just be realistic about the. You know, you know how many tickets this guy sells when he takes his shirt off? 
negative? He <laughs> sells out Red Rocks Amphitheater. He takes his shirt off and he's got the entire amphitheater. People are people mind. are waiting to see that? Waiting. That's like that's what makes his act cuz it's that's peak physical fitness. You know me. what still is a, a thing? You know Chippendales? The only reason I know is cuz I follow follow Vinny. Vinny Guadagnino from Jersey Shore is from Staten Island, as some of you know. His dad used to cut my dad's hair. It's like a long history there. So I follow him. We've, you know, talked a few times back and forth on IG, and he does the Chippendales thing. So he'll post videos. That's how I see it. And I look, and I'm like, wow, they're still valuing that guy, you know, that buff guy. But I'm waiting, because Chippendales in like 10 years is going to be all dad bods. And let me tell you, all those women are going to have to pretend they're clapping. Come on. You know you're not fantasizing about a dad bod. Ladies, can we be honest for a second? You're not fantasizing about a dad bod. You're not. You're fantasizing about that firefighter bod. You know it. That guy who, when trouble strikes, you can call, and maybe they show up shirtless, just saying, and they save you. Right? And the dad bod is less likely to be able to come to your assistance. It's going to take them longer to get there. You don't want to see the belly juggling on his way there. So these masculine guys that take pride in their physique, that hit the gym, that can do those push-ups with you on their back, priceless. Just saying. What does Rolo say, the, the guy with his shirt off at the foam cannon party? <laughs> That's his go-to line, right? The guy who doesn't have his shirt on at the foam cannon party. Shout out to Rolo. Uh, KS gave $2 and said, what if you're a single man that is 32? What do you do? What if you're a single man who's 32? Well, I would have to know, like, are you working on yourself? Are you financially stable? Single man who's 32 should be financially stable if you've, if you've made the right choices. Now, listen, just because you may have made some of the wrong choices doesn't mean you can't make it right. Always remember, it's never too late to make it right. However, single man 32 who's financially stable, who's got his, you know, stuff together, who has a nice apartment, who, you know, is well-groomed, who has a good value system, and who's got that game and all that going on, I think that's okay. You're in a pretty good position. But you, you have to make yourself valuable. It's just a reality. You know, the same way we say it's a reality that female body count is more important to men than male body count is to women, the reality is that women want a guy that can provide a lot of things, that make you have to work to get there. So you'd have to be willing to self-evaluate. I don't know you, you know, look at your life and see like, how am I doing in these areas? And um, what am I attracting by virtue of that? And you can always make positive changes. I need more details is the bottom line. Uh, let's see. We got another one here. Uh, Sunil gave $5 said, but doesn't red pill say if you want a high value man, shouldn't you be willing to share him? Plus women don't care about body count, right? Yeah. I don't care what the red pill says. You know, and I'm told it's not a community. Rolo was like, it's not a community. It means your eyes are open to the realities of the world, which actually appeals to me. I like the idea of people's eyes being open to the realities of what's going on. Um, bottom line is, I don't think that that's the prize at all. And I think that sexual discipline in a man is highly valid, valued by women. The number of women who you are going to get to sign on board for sharing a guy is very small. Some of them will do it for a second, for a moment, and oftentimes it'll be women who want the stuff. So they'll like say, well, I want, you know, the nice house and the yacht and this, that stuff. So I'll share for a minute, but they're not looking to you as long-term material. And the good girls, the ones who have lived their life well, the ones who didn't rack up the body count, the ones who were selective, are not going to be drawn to a man that they have to share. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how good looking you are. I don't care about any of that stuff. A woman does not want to know that when, she, when that guy leaves her bed, 
he's going into somebody else's. I'm telling you straight up, I'm trying to, that is bad advice. And maybe there's a percentage of guys that are, you know, making that work for them somehow. But I will guarantee you that for the vast, 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 vast majority, and I mean like 99 plus percent, that's not going to work. And it's also a dynamic that you may find you don't want. Because when you're in that dynamic as a man, what you have next to you is a woman who is guarding herself against you in some respect, 100% emotionally. So you're not going to have the woman who leans into you and trusts you implicitly, and you're not going to get all those feelings that you want from that woman that make you feel like an even bigger man than you are. Because let's face it, when a woman leans on you and a woman trusts you, that makes you feel puffed up, and it should, because that means you've done something right as a man to make her feel that she can lean on you. So that's a good moment for you, but that woman is going to be much less likely to feel that way if she knows that you're out the door and you're sharing intimacy with someone else. Now people say, oh, but what if it's not intimacy? It's always intimacy from a female perspective. I don't care. If you're entangled with somebody else's body and it's not hers, it's intimacy. So that is not a recipe for success. I'm telling you straight up as someone who does value masculine men, as somebody who is propping up men, um, and as somebody who realizes that society in many respects in 2022 is out to get men, that share women thing, it's not going very far. It's not a good, it's not a good recipe for happiness. Jonathan gave two books. Do women like guys that ride motorcycles? So I think... I think sometimes the motorcycle can be really attractive because it's like a, a little bit of, like you're not afraid of the danger, right? The only time that that becomes a little bit different, I think, is once you have children and suddenly it, it becomes like safety and security take a whole new level. In other words, I, I'm like a roller coaster crazy. I'm a daredevil. Like I'll bungee jump. I'll do all that stuff. But it's interesting now that I have a child. I kind of take that extra second before I do any of the crazy stuff. And I'm like, hmm, what if something did happen? Like, I, I got that other little chip in the back of my head. So you will find that women, once you're a dad to her child, they become very aware that you need to be safe and protected in order to protect them. Like, if your safety is compromised, their safety is compromised. So if you see it that way, you'll understand why they might suddenly look at the motorcycle and be like, mm, I don't know if that needs to happen. I don't know. So it depends. But you see, a motorcycle can have a, a sex appeal in uh, some respects. Silly Sausage, our boy gave Oh, there you go. said, just look in the mirror. Ask yourself, if you were a girl, would you sleep with you? If not, get to work. You cannot negotiate genuine attraction. And Derek gave 10 bucks uh, responding to Bert. said, uh, the machine is a very successful comic. He's supposed to have a dad bod. He drinks like a fish and making millions. The average guy can't do that. Yeah, that's true. And and by the way, there are some male, like I think there are some comedians that do better with like the chunky look. Like I hate to say it, but like some of the guys, like if that's part of your comedy act to be a little overweight, it can sometimes work. In fact, sometimes when those comedians lose the weight or get the plastic surgery and a female skin, like it's almost like they're not as funny anymore because part of their shtick, their act is to be kind of quirky and odd. So I think for, com honestly, comedians, I think it's it's a different animal. It really is um, than the, 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 the situation for the average, you know, girl or guy walking around in the world. Okay, I want to do, never do this when you spot a woman you're into. So you're in a bar, lounge, whatever, and you spot a girl and she's smoking and you, you see something you like. Don't do this. Let's play it. 
do this with a woman. Now, if you see a girl and you have the intention to talk to her, don't keep making eye contact over and over and over. After that first glance, maybe the second, you need to execute. Grab your nuts and just go talk to her. If you keep glancing but aren't taking no action, you do that thing where you look at her and look away real fast, it shows a major lack in confidence, almost like you're undeserving. Never yeah, do this true. with a woman. Okay, this is a great point, and it brought me back to my early 20s where this you i'd have this happen with guys like in i used to work in a lounge and there's nothing less sexy i'm gonna be straight than a guy that looks over and like you can see he likes you he's checking you out and then he checks you out again and then again and again and then he's like grabbing his drink he's trying to like it's horrible because now you know he's afraid of you now you know he's afraid to come over to you you know he's like trembling inside you know he's unsure of what he's gonna say you know he's like not he's not confident in himself that's not attractive so you can take your glance and then maybe you could get a second one you put that drink down and you walk on over if you're not prepared after that second quick glance to put that drink down and to go on over don't do it at all it, it does it like you've ruined it so forget it start over with another girl <laughs> you know don't even go over after that fifth or sixth glance because by that time she has already made a decision about you that you don't have the guts and that she, the power dynamic in that relationship by the way is already controlled by her she's already decided that you feel like you're you know leveling up when you're approaching her that she's maybe out of your league that you're nervous it's the, it's a wrong power dynamic as a man you need to have confidence if you're not confident you're not gonna be attractive to her at all so it needs to be like a quick check out boom done on a mission you make sure you walk over to her and you, you're not afraid to make that eye contact there's nothing worse than a guy that's doing this because when you're looking everywhere but into her eyes that tells her that you're afraid of her that you're afraid of those interactions you're not confident and you're waiting for her to say no i don't want to give you my phone number a guy who looks you right in the eye is waiting for a yes and he's usually going to get one by the way because now he's got an energy that's commanding and reassuring and she's like oh so there's a lot that you can do regardless of what you look like regardless of your how much money you have there's a lot you can do in terms of the energy that you carry as a man when you walk into a room that makes a big difference to a woman if you have a commanding presence if you're confident if you're secure in who you are you'd be surprised how much attention you can get uh from a female okay this is an interesting exchange between joe rogan and um gadsad i always say his name is it gadsad is it what am I why am I saying and I just didn't interview I, I think it's Gad Sad. Gad Sad. He's hilarious, by the way. He's, He's super funny. Super yeah. funny. I just did an interview with him on his show. People can go check that out. Uh, we had a great conversation about um, some of my books and me living in New York City and the crazy and the system, of course. Had to take the system down over there. Got to do it on every channel. But he's hilarious. He had this exchange with Joe Rogan about status. And I want to do this, and then I want to back-to-back -back it with the fresh and fit clip on that, where a woman is lost in space. Okay. McDonald's outfit dating experiment. Check this out. But that Ferrari or that Rolls Royce, it has a big impact when you get to that nightclub. There's a study that was done, I think, in the early 90s, where they manipulated the status, the attire of men and women into one of three different types. You know, high status, medium, and some t-shirt or McDonald's. And then they asked men and women, would you go out for a coffee with this guy? Would you go out on dinner? Would you have sex with him? Would you marry him? And across all six levels of relationships, the status of the attire of a man had a profound effect on the likelihood of the woman saying yes. Higher the status, the more likely she said yes. That same manipulation on women had zero effect on men. 
Yeah. Okay. Up. So we have this conversation all the time about how what men and women want and what men and women respect and what men and women seek is different. This is fascinating to me because it shows that in fact, and there's numerous studies to support what he's saying, that women do appreciate status. Now, what do we mean by status? Well, what he's saying. It's not about the car, per se. It's not about the house. It's not about the outfit on an individual basis. But what all of that speaks to is that you are stable and secure. Again, you are someone that she can lean on. You are someone that's going to provide and protect. You are someone that's going to provide that security so that if she decides she wants to work, great. If she decides she doesn't want to work, that's also an option because there you are providing that stability. It's just a sign of a guy who has it together. It's also a sign of a guy that's made good decisions because the guy who's got the house or has the nice car in most cases, barring the fact that maybe he's a guy that grew up in a rich family and got a hand-me-down from mommy or daddy, that happens. But in the majority of cases, these are people that worked really hard, that have a strong work ethic, that are ambitious, and who have made positive decisions to not engage in distraction and meaningless stuff and instead to focus on that self-improvement and on doing something that they knew would be a magnet for women and a magnet for respect and a magnet for recognition in society. So it's absolutely true. Now, what's interesting about the dynamic is that if you flip it, guys don't care about a woman's status. And I've said this on this show. I said that a guy would be more likely to want to, you know, marry a girl who worked at Target, who worked at McDonald's, who worked at wherever. And she was nice and she was pleasant to be around and she had a good personality and she had a peaceful energy. They will choose that any day of the week over the CEO who's impossible and a nightmare to be around because that CEO title is not something they care about. They don't care about your status because they are a masculine guy isn't looking for you to provide for them. They're not looking for you to make them feel secure. They want to do that. They can do it and they want to do it because they view it as their role and their responsibility to do that for you. So they don't need that from you. They need other things from you. So that's not even on the list. This is an interesting conversation back to back with Fresh and Fit. There's a a round table and there's a girl on there that's talking about socioeconomic status. And the reason I pulled um, this clip of her is because she's very representative of what the modern world tells women. And now you have these women that are unable to process the reality of these differences between men and women and what men and women want. And she's a perfect, I think, manifestation of that. So let's listen to what she says at 5613. When someone is a billionaire, millionaire, they're not going to want someone who is on a different socioeconomic status. That's incorrect. From a, it's, you're looking from at a, it from, from a, a you're female talking lens. About, you're talking about a marriage standpoint or I'm a relationship standpoint? Men marry long down term, all the time. Long-term standpoint? Yes, men marry down all the time. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to let the person continue on the path that they are, or they're going to Here's the thing. request them Men marry a girl typically hoping she'll behave. never change. Women marry a man hoping he will change. We're very different. Huh. What, you, what you just mentioned just now with, um, you know, socioeconomic status, etc. What you just gave was the female perspective that socioeconomic uh, status matters. For men, typically it doesn't. This is why a guy that's a king or a sultan or whatever will marry a girl that's a lowly peasant. Like men date down and marry down all the time. Okay, so a king or a sultan will marry to have sex with someone. That is a lower socioeconomic, socioeconomic status. Okay, but someone 
who is of a higher socioeconomic status mm-hmm. is going to require someone else who is of a higher socioeconomic status to pair with, to mate with, to partner with for life. It, it, Justin, so you're a multimillionaire. It, it, Do you care about a woman's socioeconomic status? Nope. Okay. So, and Justin's answer, we had Justin here, obviously, um, to talk about some of this stuff. This is a reality. But do you see how she's struggling? Like, she's, like, so sure of her point that if someone is of a certain socioeconomic status, be they man or woman, they're going to want someone of that same or similar socioeconomic status, be they man or woman. And he's saying, no, you're looking at it through a female lens. You're looking at it as a woman who, if you made $100,000 a year, you would want your guy to make $100,000 plus a year. That's true. Guys don't look at it like that, again, because we view our roles differently, women and men. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this as I was just listening to this now, and I said, well, why? I wonder why it's so hard for these women to process this. And I think it's because it's a really difficult pill to swallow because many of them, she looks a little bit older to me. She looks like she's maybe in in her 30s somewhere, a little bit more mature than some of the other girls on the panel. Nothing wrong with that. Just looks like she's got some maturity to her. Women oftentimes in modern society in their 30s have built their whole lives around believing that that status is important to guys. They've done it all. They've been told by modern feminism. They've been told by television and movies and magazines that this strong, empowered woman is what's desired. And they've made choices as a result. They've climbed that corporate ladder. And as a result of there being only 24 hours in a day, they've neglected other things like, you know, maybe seriously dating and focusing on a relationship and thinking about moving those childbearing years, you know, more into your 20s than in your 30s when your fertility is peak. They've made decisions based off of that model that model of saying that socioeconomic status is important to men so when somebody confronts them and says it's just not it's a really tough pill to swallow because they have to think about well if that's true what have i been doing here and maybe that's why i'm single maybe that's why it's been challenging because maybe i'm prioritizing the stuff that's not important to men and not prioritizing the stuff that is important to men have i done something wrong here and as we all know in life as humans it's hard to look back because you can't fix what you did already right and they it's hard to do that it's hard to look back and be like oh did i make a mistake here So that's why it's so hard for these women to swallow and process this information. But it's 100% true. And I would ask you in the chat, I'm going to come back to the chat in a second, Tyler. So super chats, if you're coming, let us know because I want to come over and see what your thoughts are. But I would ask you, just like go around and ask people that you know, ask a bunch of guys, ask a bunch of women, and I will guarantee that you're going to hear almost unanimously that guys aren't prioritizing that, that they're not going to care if you're making 30K, 60K, 120K, because they're, again, not looking at you as the person who is going to be the leader of that house, ideally. They're not looking at, oh, well, should I marry this woman because I need her to provide and protect? No, not at all. So they don't, that's not even on the, the like, of the top, on the top 10, that's not even there. Whereas for the woman, that may be number one, right? That may be number two. It's right there. It's, it's a very, and again, I think one of the other reasons why this is all very difficult to swallow is because we now live in a society that refuses to acknowledge that men and women are different. We can't even acknowledge that men are men and women are women. That's hard enough in 2022 to have that conversation without having like, oh no, there's 755 genders. And I mean, it's absurd 
what's going on. But even if you get to the same people who say men, women, they also oftentimes will then refuse to acknowledge that they're different. They're hardwired differently. We talked about this the other day. There are intrinsic differences that are not as a result of society, but are intrinsic due to your gender, due to your biology, due to being male or female. And if you ignore all of that, you start to see the world as, oh, it's just a bunch of people who want the same things. That is not true. And that's oftentimes why you have this happening in dating, because now you have, you know, a clash. You know, you have a refusal to actually hear from the other person what is a priority and what is important to that other person. Now, if you don't care, fine but then you just may be alone for longer because you're not paying attention to what the other sex really cares about so then it's on you if you choose to ignore all right we're going to go into the chat and then i think we're going to wrap for today by the way it was my son's third birthday yesterday he's top g just saying he's got this little t-shirt that says hanging with my bros so cute i love it um he turned three and he was a bit of a terror but in a good way so there's that tyler uh blue pill unplugged gave five dollars it's the title of the of this show should be building a better beta building a better beta oh i don't want don't confuse alpha and beta don't confuse don't confuse the two they're very different but what did we title it bad boy something yeah. oh, this is why women are drawn to bad boys i like my title think about it is this not the conversation that's been happening for like 50 years? No. Why do they want the bad boy? Everybody gets it wrong. This guy, Dre, whatever, Dre Drexler, Drexler who I'm going to have to have on here, hopefully in person. I don't know where he's located. Got it right. So props to him. Uh, Omega gave five bucks, said respectfully disagree. I don't know if this was with you or a different comment, but he said on cold approach, looks are very important to women. The difference between a creep friend zone and potential date is his look. Okay. So let me address that. Um, a woman has to be attracted to you. It's not just your look. It's not just like, it's not just a put these 10 guys on a billboard and tell me which one is the best looking one. It's not as simple as that. A woman has to be attracted to you. And some of that will be what you look like. Some of that will be, you know, are you her type? You know, what your look is. If, if she likes a rugged guy, if she likes a more like well-groomed guy, if she likes the guy in the suit, if she likes, like I do, the guys that have the grease on their face that look like they rolled out from under a car. But a lot of what makes a woman attracted to you goes beyond what you look like. So what is your energy? This is why I keep talking about energy. I cannot tell you how important it is that you have that commanding presence, that you're confident, that you're secure in yourself, that you don't, that you want to go over to talk to her, but you don't need to. Your day will be just as good if you don't. You could take it or leave it. She's attractive. You'd love to take her out. You'll show her a good time, but it's not going to make or break your life or your afternoon. You're going to go get that burger and French fries regardless, and you're going to enjoy it. Maybe you'll get a steak and a grass-fed steak and a side of avocado. I'm trying to make it healthier. You see where I went with that? But that's the, that's the attitude. So it's not just looks. And by the way, there are guys who are very good looking but have the wrong attitude. Either they're not confident, they're meek, they're feminized, or they've got that like, oh, I'm here to hook up with as many girls as I can tonight, and women will not be drawn to them. What they will be drawn to is a commanding presence, and that, that idea of like, it's not dismissive, it's not a dismissive vibe of like, he doesn't need, he doesn't want to spend time with you, but it's like, he doesn't need to spend time with you. 
it's it's a he can take it or leave it type of vibe. So just keep that in mind because I think guys get stuck on like, oh, I got to look like Brad Pitt. It's not about that. It's it's how attracted she is. And some of that is the way you carry yourself, your energy. A big part of it is, do you have a sense of humor? You know, how do you talk to her? Do you look her in the eye? All of that comes into play. Are you in shape? More than like what you look like in terms of like your hair color, your eye color. You know, do you take care of your body? Is that apparent from, you know... And, and women will have different tastes, of course, but just think about it like that. And I had said um, a long time ago, I think I mentioned this to Rolo, that a woman wants to feel safe and a woman wants to feel loved, but she wants those two things from a guy that she wants, you know, to jump her bones. Just saying. Okay. Uh, a few more here. Preston gave five bucks to Jedediah. I love the show. You should interview Ryan Stone on alpha beta balance in a long-term relationship. Uh, da, da, da. Silly Sausage gave another five bucks. Said they spit out feminism and don't swallow the truth. Guys don't like spitters. Uh-oh. American Capitalist 90 gave five bucks. Said with the society uh, the way it is, it's blackpilling me hard. If you haven't been successful in dating so far, what's the incentive to start? Uh, Kate Ann gave $2. Said what about uh, a sort of mating with education and profes- uh, profession? And Eternal Genju gave $10. Curious the reason we see many men choosing not to take the risk of even asking someone out lies in the increased presence of uh, endocrine disruptors. With enough estrogen, do men value security now? Mm -hmm. Okay, so endocrine disruptors is is a topic for another day, but they're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're in the toxic chemicals that people use in their homes. They're in, that's a real conversation about wellness. That of course, you know, the traditional medicine doctors and the system doesn't want you to talk about, but that's real. It's in cleaners, it's in fragrances. There's, we are, it's amazing to me that our bodies are able to function given the amount of toxic garbage surrounding us all the time. So that's an interesting conversation about endocrine disruptors. I should have had with Levite when he came. Maybe I'll get him to come in person. That guy, man, he's, He's something, I'm just saying. Um, the incentive to start question is interesting um, about the, someone had asked, what's your incentive if you haven't had luck in dating so far? Well, what do you want? If you want a family, if you want you know, a wife, if you want a healthy relationship dynamic, if you believe that the stability of the family unit creates stability in society and that's something that you really want, that's your incentive. You know, So just because you have been burned doesn't mean you'll always be burned and maybe some of it's on you, right? You have to look and say, maybe I'm approaching this wrong. Maybe I'm too hungry. Maybe I've got like a desperate vibe. And a lot of these guys, by the way, in the hookup culture have a desperate vibe because they're so worried about like, checking that box oh this weekend I hooked up with this girl oh this summer I hooked up with this many girls oh I'm the one who went to the club and all my you know guy friends saw that I was able to get that make this happen and get this that you know it it just has such a negative effect on them overall in terms of like they seem desperate they seem desperate for the numbers women can smell that desperation too so you have to be willing to I'm not putting the blame on you if you've had not had success in dating because I don't know what your particular situation is. But always look inward first because even if somebody else bears responsibility for what's happened in your situation, so do you. There's something you could have done differently. And don't be afraid to be hard on yourself and say, I you know, entered in a relationship with this girl and she did X, Y, and Z to me and that was bad. But maybe there was something you did you could have done better. And maybe there was something you did. Maybe you stayed too long. Maybe you put up with too much. Maybe you played a role in the disrespect that went back and forth. No one, when you have two people in a relationship, nobody's completely innocent. We all know that. 
There's always stuff that happens. So always be willing. The only way you get better, you can't do anything about the other party. You break up with somebody, that was a nightmare, that was a mess. You can't do anything about them. The only part that you can control is you and what you bring to the next relationship and what you bring to the next stage of life. So unless you want to carry a big old backpack on your shoulders of burdens of your past relationships, you got to be willing to just toss that off your back and be like, you know what? I'm a different person now. I've learned. I've made some mistakes. I know what not to entangle myself with. I'm doing better for the next stage if you want that union. Um, And if you don't want that union, obviously, you don't have to get it. But ultimately, I do believe that most people want that union and most people are most happy and self-fulfilled when they get that positive union. All right, everyone. I love you all. I'm going to wrap up today so I can go home to my little boy. We've got a birthday week happening, not a birthday. I've got, it's like balloons, cake. I don't even know what, what else to do. It's like I'm ready to put on some type of costume. I was going to say Elmo, but, you know, they're woke now, so I can't even do that. But um, I will be back here on Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern time with another, um, another hot show. I think we'll talk about oh by the way hunter avalone uh we're working on getting him he will come on remotely i'm trying to see if i can get him in person remember hunter i talked about his content the other day we basically disagree on everything so it'll be a good show just to give you a heads up thank you for being with us today go get some tacos i know it's not friday but you know sometimes wednesday is a good taco day do fill up on those tacos and then you're gearing up for the weekend just saying have a nice day